Good evening, world. This is the podcast Sassafras and your host, Sass Tharkatel. All right. By now, you who have been listening to my podcast know I've been embroiled in basically trying to move, get my house listed, sold, and all that other accoutrement. For almost the whole year now. I started back in March. And it is now almost the end of October. In the home stretch, but if nothing else, listening to this podcast, you should have uh, gained an understanding of just how involved and comprehensive and full of unexpected surprises the whole process can be. For most home sales, it's cut and dry, it's really easy, it's in and out and done and over with. But when you're trying to sell an older home, especially in this climate, economic, political, whatever you want to call it, it, uh, well, it can get more than a little tricky. Especially since banks tend to want to get their money's worth, and so they'll go out there and make sure, and that can end up meaning either you forfeit a lot of money at closing, or you have to pay for it yourself out of your own pocket before you can sell it, before they'll let you sell it, depending on the, um, financial product that you end up going with. So if you were to get a conventional loan, you can go and buy a project house, which has things, has problems with it. Uh, And you can buy up to a certain amount of what's called the uh, ARV. And I can't off the top of my head remember what that stands for, but basically it's what the house would be valued at after, oh, after repair value, ARV, after repair value. (laughs) Ha ha ha. And you can borrow up to a certain amount up to that point in order to fix up the house that you're buying. But you can only do that with a conventional loan and or an alternative money lender, which they do exist. But if you're strapped or trying to get a FHA, VA, or any other type of product, the bank has certain requirements before they will let you take possession of the home. Flat out. It doesn't matter how good you are at fixing things. It doesn't matter how good you are at painting, or you've got a cousin, or what have you, they won't even let you take possession until those things are fixed. Doesn't matter how good you are at fixing them yourself, they won't let you take possession, because they, it's their house first, your house second. Until that loan is paid off, it's their house, and they have to make sure that they're getting their money's worth. So you may have noticed that I've been absent for the last couple of days. Mostly because I am now in the home stretch and we are leaving out next Friday. And because we are leaving out next Friday, um, I'm left with, well, quite a bit of uh, last minute packing, last minute logistics, and all that kind of stuff left to do. So, again, as I've said on many, many of my podcasts, and it's become such a, it's actually become a feature. Um, as I close out for the night, I can't express my gratitude enough that you're still listening, still paying attention, still coming back. So thank you. Just know that in the, uh, probably the upcoming week, certainly after next Friday, so the 22nd, I probably won't be posting a podcast for probably about a week, maybe two weeks, depending So, 
If uh, you move on from there and you go somewhere else, thank you for your time. If you stick around, thank you for being here. And thank you for all the podcasts you've shown up to so far. I genuinely, gratefully appreciate it. And I'm grateful. So, we have been going over Jen Mazur's um, Manifesting Made Easy. And yesterday's was, or not yesterday's, but the last podcast was quite involved. It actually had multiple uh, exercises to do in it. And today's is actually really simple. But it's also a concept we've gone over before when we were going over Mike Dooley's two books. And the lesson for today is called Draw Positivity from Your Past. I'm going to go through it first and then we'll go back and rehash uh, where we first picked up this idea and uh, all that comes with it. So before I go any farther, obviously my shout out to the restaurant industry, my guys and gals out there in Foodland. They're still out there doing the best that they can with ever-worsening supply chain issues. Basics. <laughs> Sorry. Basics that uh, people once thought of as just easy to get type of stuff. I mean, they came in really cheap. They're just, like, not there. I saw reports this uh, this morning um, from dock workers, from port workers... Um, like one company has 528 containers sitting in LA port. They're so backed up, they won't get to them until next May. Next May! They're adding $25,000 per container for shipping charges. Or for, excuse me, for the port to offload the container in the first place. Per container. twenty-five grand per container. The company that was exposing this is saying that adds $30 per tire to the cost of your tires. So if you want to get tires or needing new tires, I suggest you go out and get them now before the cost skyrockets even further. And that's just a couple of places. Um, so normally what you, would, what you would expect during this time of the year in certain places is that we would normally subsidize produce to come from Chile, Argentina, and other um, South American places because that's their growing season right now. So if we're having shipping issues, I can only speculate what that's going to do to food prices going over the winter months. If you thought prices were expensive now, be prepared to pick your jaw back up off the floor on a regular basis. May want to wear a chin strap just to prevent it from happening too many times. Alright, they're estimating a 54% increase in heating bills. And the chemicals, here's, here's, the, uh, here's how this stuff ends up trickling down. Another issue was um, the chemicals that are used to treat water in water filtration plants has also increased in cost. All these little things that you didn't really anticipate, all right? The water that comes out of your tap comes from a water treatment facility. So be prepared to see your water bill go up, even though the water itself hasn't changed or might not have changed to the degree that you think that it would necessitate the cost. It's the process by which they process the water to make it fit for human consumption after they filter out all the negative stuff, all the nasties. That cost has now gone up. 
All these things you don't think about. So, can you imagine now the cost in a restaurant to keep the place heated? If you're in a restaurant, you have to have, you're required to have hot water available or you have to shut the place down. Period. That's health department requirement. And all those increases in prices are going to get passed on to you. The consumer. Make sure you're being very careful. Very careful out there. And start paying attention to this stuff. Or you're going to wake up one day and your $100,000, maybe you make $100,000 a year. And that's going to be poverty level. Alright, there's a famous, well now famous, um, or actually I say infamous, image from Venezuela. And that is just a street littered with dollar bills. They're, they're money, currency, because it's absolutely worthless. It won't pay for anything. It doesn't get you anything. You can't get food. You can't get water. You can't get supplies. You can't even get medical care. Nothing. It, pay, it gets you nothing. So it's just littering the streets. So, now that you have a better contextual understanding of just how bad it's getting out there to all my guys and gals in the food industry that are still struggling, still doing, still moving, and still carrying on, thank you. And if you are feeling stressed out, overwhelmed, and you can't take it anymore, please... I don't know when, I don't know how, but I do know that this will not last forever. You deserve to see that bright day at the end of it all. Please don't quit. Please don't quit. Okay, so today's lesson is called Draw Positivity from Your Past. Which starts with a quote from Nelson Mandela. A past is a rich resource on which we can draw in order to make decisions for the future. Alright. And this is basically a lesson that we've learned in, in um, from Mr. Dewey. But I'm going to go through this and then we'll go back over what he said previously. So, realize that you are already a powerful manifester by revisiting evidence from your past. Whenever you're feeling doubtful or discouraged about your big dream, think of all that you've already manifested in your life. I like to call it positive proof from your past, or PPP. PPP is great for when you're having one of those days when your self-doubt creeps in and you think you should just give up because you've been trying and you're not experiencing results. Even if you're a master manifester, those self-doubts still appear, but PPP will make those doubt will help those doubts go away. Think of something fabulous that you've accomplished in your life. It could be something big that you're super proud of. For example, moving out on your own and moving into that apartment. Applying to school and getting in. Successfully marketing your business 
scoring free tickets to your favorite concert, or getting a backstage pass to meet your favorite actor after seeing a play on Broadway, experiencing the birth of your child. You did this. It's amazing. You are so powerful. If you could do these fantastic things, you can do anything. It's all about having a great feeling and manifesting from that place. You have manifested things in your life. There's always something to look back on. Alright, so... Um, and before I get to the how to apply it, because that's pretty basic, although it does come with an advanced manifesting tip, let's revisit this just a little bit. So, most of the time when we look at our past, what we tend to see are all the negatives. Usually because it's the negatives that have informed our uh, current paradigm, how we interpret and interact with life. And sadly... I'm not sure if this ties in with our subconscious's desire to keep us out of danger. It also seems to be the predominant thing we remember when we're looking back at our past. Rather than the positive things that have happened, we tend to remember the negative much more frequently and with much more vibrant clarity. At least from our point of view, right? The point of view of us as it happened to us. But the reality is, there's also things that you can go back and realize you manifested that into your life. And I'm actually going to use... I'm actually going to go back to Mr. Dooley's. You can actually go back and track both negative things you've manifested into your life and positive. Right? You're manifesting all the time. That's why it's called the Law of Attraction. Not the gift, not the present, the Law. Both good and bad, based on what it is you're focusing on, your thoughts, your beliefs, alright? But, never mind any of that for just right now. Just. What in your past can you go back and reverse engineer from your end result to your starting point? Because we've been over this particular lesson before. And I like how Mr. Dooley put it better. Now, I just lost what I was going to say. As much as it is, as much as I should encourage you to look at only the positive things, it can create a false sense, if you will. Alright, we're not here just to experience the good things. It is also the bad things. Because we as human beings, we didn't just get born with Happiness, peace, love, serenity, harmony, and all those good, happy, happy, joy, joy feelings. We came into this body, and this body pre came pre-programmed with every single one of them. And they are all necessary for your existence. 
And as sucky as they are, as uncomfortable as they are, ranging from the mildly irritating to the traumatically life-altering. Alright. I will refer you back to the story that Mr. Dooley shared of his friend, who for two years it was just back-to-back horror story. Remember? She first loses her son. Then she loses her husband when he walks out. Then it was the tax guy coming and telling her, oh yeah, your husband's been embezzling from your company, so she lost her husband and her company and the money from her company. Then she lost her mom, and then she lost her dad, and then she lost her home. I mean, for two years, it was back to back to back to back. Alright, that is rough. If you go back to the very first start of this podcast and you go and listen to Hunter's Last Day, I'll tell you right now, losing your child is reality-splitting levels of trauma. It's no joke. And yet she still will look back and say, I needed those experiences to happen to be the person I am today. To get out of a bad relationship and into one where I am loved. To lose the all the negative things that were happening in her business and to create one that would bring her positivity where she had control of it even better than where she was before. Okay. Because as much as it's an uncomfortable reality to admit... It is also the negative things that help inspire us later in life to learn different things, to know different things, to do different things, to approach things with a different perspective. And it it changes our perspective. Sometimes a little, sometimes by a whole lot. But when you get to a certain point and you look back at all those things that were just heartbreaking and gut-wrenching and you were sitting in the middle of it going, Why me? Why are you doing this to me? Why, Why do I deserve all this pain? And you look back and you realize you wouldn't be the person you became without it. The wise among us, when asked what thing they would go, they would, if they were offered the chance to go back to the past and change one thing, they would look at you and tell you not one single thing. I would not go back to my past and change one single thing. Because you don't know who you would have been without it. You can't chart the future that would have become if you had gone back and changed anything. Back to Mr. Mandela's quote that we started off with. The past is a rich resource on which we can draw in order to make decisions for the future. The past is there to learn from. You can't change it. You can't fix it. Nor should we. 
but we can learn from it. As much as we can from it. And in making those better decisions for our future, to remember to not make the mistakes of the past. That is the whole point of learning. So, when you're going back, and this will take... Hold on. Sorry. <clears throat> I sneeze. When you're going back and looking at all of these different things in your past, realize all the things you've overcome, as well as all the things that you can, you can pinpoint where you manifested those certain things. Like, oh yeah, I manifested that because of this, 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 and this, and I manifested that because of this, 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 and this. And that was a brilliant, shining moment where I believed in myself and miracles showed up. And then I couldn't figure out how to hold on to it. Okay. Your success rate versus all the things in your past that have tried to hurt you up till now is you, everything, you know, um, hurtful things, nothing. You're still here. You're still living. Which means you have the chance to heal, to learn, to grow, to be better, and to move on. So, I just want to put that in there. So how to apply it, right? The lesson is to look back in your past and find places where you have manifested and then reverse engineer from that. To realize that you have manifested before, to kind of squelch the doubt that you will will still have every single time you're trying to manifest, all right, doubts will come up. This is one of those exercises designed to help squelch those doubts as they come up. So how to apply this particular lesson. In your manifestation journal, write down a list of all the things you've been able to manifest so far in your life. They should be big things that make you light up when you think of them. Do it now, and then refer back to this list when you're having doubts. Think, wow, I was able to manifest all those things. That one thing that you're holding on to that seems so big doesn't seem so big anymore because you remember that the self-doubt and fear was there for all those other things, too. But you were able to move through the fear, take action, and manifest. So, therefore, you can do anything else. And again, I'll go back to the examples that she listed. Because sometimes what you think is something just ordinary really is something that you manifested. Like applying for college and getting in? That's a manifestation. Moving out on your own and getting that first apartment. You manifested your own place to live. Successfully marketing your business. I can't, I get, there's like literal ads all over Facebook on how to market advertising for marketing, all that other stuff. So figuring out how to do that on your own and being successful at it is a huge win. Huge win. All right. And it could be the experiencing the birth of your child. You literally created a life. Okay, so don't, I don't want to put this, don't get down on yourself or doubt 
that you have anything to really reference when you're trying to do this particular list so you have a list of things to go back on really go back and examine all the big moments in your life go back and examine all the small ones maybe you manifested a parking spot remember earlier in the year I manifested porta potties <laughs> All right, maybe you manifested a raise. Maybe you manifested a new job. All right, you became so sick and tired of the job you were at, you're like, I can't take this anymore. I have to go find something that's better and I'm not going to settle. And then poof. One you didn't think you'd be actually able to get, you get offered the job. I've had that happen twice. Right. So take a minute and tell your chattering monkey brain to shut up for just a half a second and just go back and review your own life to this point. From childhood till now and try and pinpoint those places where you knew you manifested something. Once you start finding one thing, and then another thing, and then more things pop up. Okay? So, the advanced manifesting tip. Surround yourself with images of your previous manifestations. This could be press, an award or a picture of you doing something amazing that you manifested. Put up an image of your positive proof from your past in your space or use it as a screensaver on your phone or desktop. Whatever it is, it should make you feel good. When you pay respect to the accomplishments that you've already made, you raise your vibration. And that's all that today's lesson is. So, again, um, from now till the end of next week, I don't know how consistent I'll be able to be, but I am still going to try and get in a couple of more podcasts before we have to split, and then it's um, basically a leap of faith. Not gonna lie, I'm scared. I don't know where we're going. I don't have a place to land. I just know that I can't stay here. And I know that my house is selling. And I know that there are bigger opportunities that are waiting for me. But this, um,. This whole move very much is a leap of faith. Right now, I'm actually looking at <laughs> campgrounds that we could possibly stay in in the short term while we're figuring out a rental situation. No joke. 
and I'm still going to look for the lesson and the silver lining. So long as I still have forward momentum and progress. Alright. Sometimes that doesn't look like much, sometimes it looks like everything. But we're still going to do our two minute brain break, so go ahead and do a little wiggle and get in a little stretch, and that's exactly what we're going to do. Close your eyes. And let's take a nice, slow, deep breath in. Just let your awareness settle into the space. Just enjoy this moment at a time. No responsibilities, no titles, no striving, no stretching, no rushing, no running. Just this moment.
ready? Open your eyes. <clears throat> Apparently the music wasn't enough. My cat Felix decided that it was needed some cat purrs in the background for ambiance. As well as the space in my lap. Which I'm not going to deny him anything at this point because he's been rather terrified the last few weeks. Cats are very much creatures of um, creatures of habit. They don't like changes to their environment. It makes them stressed out and upset and afraid. And he's still relatively young. He's only a couple years old. He's fat as fuck, and I love him. But he's only a couple years old. Stress is not a lot. Which, unfortunately, on my end, usually means he pees in places that I really don't want him to. But hey, that's cats. <clears throat> so that was the random information you absolutely didn't need to know anything about. But hey, such is life. Alright, if I don't see you guys tomorrow, again, I'm trying, going to try and get in at least a few more uh, podcasts before... I leave. I don't really have the ability to just sit down and record like the whole week's worth at once. As of right now, fingers crossed, that's going to be happening somewhere soon. And I'm excited, nervous, but still excited for what the future holds. Thank you for listening, thank you for being here, and thank you so unbelievably much for your patience. Have a fantastic rest of your evening. This is the podcast, Sassafras. Good night.